Hi everybody, welcome to the party. How's it going, Em? What? How's it going? It's going, man. Are you having a good time? I'm having a great time. Mm. This party is bussing, yo. Bet. Yeah. Bop. <laughs> How about you guys? Are you guys having a good time? Lemon is having a great time. My dance moves are so fresh. They should be refrigerated. So is Elderflower. This is my jam. Woop woop. Yeah. Man. Let's do some shots, yeah? Let's do it. Shots, 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 shots. Shots, 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 shots. Cheers, everyone. Wake up, it's time to start the show. What, what What? time is it? It's morning. It's time to start the show. What? It can't be morning. That means I missed morning yoga. Yoga? We don't have time for that. Who, who, speedo, who speedo am I wearing? Why are there crumbs everywhere? Man. All right. Let me go find a cup of coffee. Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast. Ooh, I got my coffee. You're looking much better. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for waking me up. I didn't realize it was 2 p.m. <laughs> it's so late. <laughs> it's so late in the day. What did you think of this episode, Em? Ooh, I thought it was a good one. Yeah. But I had some conflicting feelings about the results. As always. Yes. I also had the same feelings. Um, what did you think? The technical always... The technical came into play the last couple of episodes. And this one... Did it come into play? Did it matter? <laughs> <laughs> they always say the technical doesn't matter unless they like fail, like fail spectacularly at it, hmm. like the last episode. And I feel like if you look at the results of this episode and look at the technical placings, kind of feels like the technical didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I had some concurring thoughts, and that's kind of the conversation. It's not as controversial as like the last episode or. Everybody failed because Paul didn't give him enough time. <laughs> but it's still a little bit like, huh. But in the end, I do think the weakest baker went home. So okay. maybe they're looking at like the whole as opposed to just this episode. Hmm. That's one way to judge it. Remember, they just do whatever they want on the show. <laughs> they just judge whatever they want, however they want. All right, let's get into the episode proper. In the intro, Noel inflates a bouncy castle, which um, I often call a bounce house. Mm -hmm. Or he's trying to. By mouth. Yeah, he's trying to do it by mouth. And then he's like using his lungs. And it's kind of, I kind of wanted to see the whole thing blown up. <laughs> like they had it there. <laughs> but we never get to see it because Noel's just. He had a show to host. Yeah, but it's like, if they're going to show you what it looks like deflated, I kind of want to see what it looks like inflated because it kind of looks like a cool bounce house. I also wanted to see Paul and Prude jumping in it. Yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> Maybe they're saving that for the, the finale. The, oh, yeah, it should be at the festival. Yeah, the real party. <laughs> yeah. By then, maybe he'll have it blown up. Do you think they're going to go back to this bit? And he, it's like two weeks later. He's like, I finally got it. It's possible. I feel like they still owe us one really good one. Like intro? Yes. The, the bread father? 
Yes. Yeah. Don't they usually do at least a couple a season? Yeah, but um, I don't know. Maybe they ran out of time. Maybe Paul isn't giving them enough time to do the intros. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a thing this season. <laughs> Paul's just not giving people enough time to do things. All right, we hear from some of the bakers. Tasha says, quarterfinals, party week. I am buzzing because I had a couple of shots. No, she didn't say that last part. <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's not true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Uh, Maddie says, I don't know how I've gotten here. He talks about imposter syndrome again. Maddie, you're fine. You deserve to be here, man. Does he? Well, definitely after this episode, he does. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chrissy says, to be in the quarterfinals is such an honor. Dan says, quarterfinals, there's no hiding place now. You make an error, they're going to pounce on it like a cat. He didn't say that last part, but that's what he inferred. Wow. I think he's saying that uh, Paul and Brewer cats. <laughs> <laughs> Josh says, I felt anxious the previous weeks. This is the first week I'm really nervous. Really, Josh? I think you've been nervous before. Maybe not. I think he has. He's a cool cucumber, that guy, <laughs> as they say. All right, let's get into the signature bake. Let's. For the signature bake of p -p party week, the bakers are tasked with making 12 sausage rolls. Using any pastry they want, the filling and flavor is open to them. They get two hours. So, um, we learned that this is Paul's favorite challenge ever because he loves sausage rolls. Take notes, future bakers. I know. And I also, like, I don't think I've had a sausage roll. So, when they were describing it, I was like, is that like pigs in a blanket? And then they started making it. I was like, no, it's not like pigs in a blanket. It's mm. kind of like kind of like a Hot Pocket, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's all like, it's just all like pork filling on the inside. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I could totally see, like, why Paul likes this. He seems like the kind of guy who would, like... Like a Hot Pocket. <laughs> this seems like a triple stuffed Hot Pocket. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like meat forward Hot Pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I was like, you think Paul goes to Costco and just like loads up his cart with like Hot Pockets? <laughs> oh my gosh. I couldn't imagine. <clears throat> you can't imagine Paul at Costco? Well, that I could. Yeah, I, could I can't too. <laughs> imagine. I can't imagine him going to his pantry. <laughs> <laughs> he opens his fridge and it's just all Hot Pockets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does love pizza. He loves sausage rolls. And Hot it's Pockets. It's a good combination. The most popular like flavor is yeah. pizza. So. Yeah. He would like Tostinos. <laughs> he would like pizza rolls? Like a giant Tostino. He would, actually. Yeah. He would just... You'd have to cut him off on those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then he would get mad. Yeah. Uh, Prue says she thinks most of them will do a rough puff because like a rough puff is the fastest pastry you can do. They also... Like, say it's very hot today in the tent. I was like, oh, is it chocolate week all of a sudden? <laughs> apparently it's not. Um, they say the flavors have to pack a punch. Interesting. Flavors have to be flavor. Hmm. <laughs> um, it can't be too dry or too claggy. So let's go over our first baker, which is Christy. Christy's making cranberry and sage sausage rolls, which is a combination of Paul's tutorials that she's watched. So Christy doing her homework. And she also lets Paul know that like she's watched these videos and he's like, ha ha ha, good job. <laughs> um, she's making classic sausage rolls with orange and cranberry sauce. There's a moment when she's kind of concerned when she's baking her sausage rolls because she has them on two racks and she says the bottom rack isn't being cooked, which is something that I've uh, had happen to me before. I think it's sabotage. That they have two racks? No. 
somebody turned off the bottom portion of her <laughs> oven. Yeah, just the bottom portion. Because <laughs> you can do that in an oven. I was thinking, though, do they have somebody come in to check to make sure all equipment is functioning properly? No, that's just a part of the, the, the dice roll that the show is. <laughs> How do they select their station? Is it random? I think it's random because nobody wants to be in the front because you can't see what the other bakers are doing. I think Dan talks about that. He does. Yeah. It has to be assigned, right? I would think so. Or do they do it alphabetical? Like how we do the show? Because <laughs> <laughs> Is Christy in the front? <laughs> if you have to carry a really large bake, do you want to have the bench that's way in the back? No. No, right? And that's been a concern before, too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, Interesting. During judging, the judges say that her sausage rolls look kind of pale and they kind of have a soggy bottom. Chrissy was kind of rushed. They said that her sausage rolls are underbaked. However, the flavor is good. The filling is almost sharp and perfect per peru, but yeah, she needs to work on her presentation. All right. Up next is Dan. Dan finally takes note from Dana by calling his bake dumplings in disguise. I, I kind of like this concept a lot. Yeah? Yeah. It was, it was a swing, maybe, I guess. Well, uh, yeah. His, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's basically making a shumai roll. I do love shumai. His dim sum-inspired sausage rolls will have a punchy pork, prawn, chestnut, ginger, and garlic filling with I mean, five-spice-flavored rough puff pastry. That sounds pretty good to me. Paul jokes, like, will he be serving it with a soy dipping sauce? To which Dan says, he is. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> it's right there. Pretty good. Paul says he does like shumai, but sausage rolls are one of his all-time favorite foods. During judging, Paul says he likes the color. They do look all right. Um, it's a nice bit of flake. Prue says they look good. It certainly tastes Chinese. Paul <laughs> says he's not keen on the flavor, though it's not his favorite thing. Prue said that the flavors are delicious, just not used to them in a sausage roll. Yep. To which Dan replies, anything is allowed in a pastry. To which Paul replies, but not in a sausage roll. Yeah, Paul's really protective of sausage rolls since it's like his favorite food. So, if only this was yeah. Japanese week. I know you would have gotten the handshake. <laughs> handshake. Yeah. <laughs> Although you know, dim sum is Chinese and Japanese. It's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> different cuisines, but not in Japanese week. They're just doing whatever that week. Yeah. <laughs> they made hamburgers that week. So we're not as off as they are. All right, next is uh, Josh, or Josh the Christmas Elf. <laughs> he went all out. He, he thinks every week is like Christmas, <laughs> which is funny. I wish he would have, well, we'll talk about it. But I and wish. he does, like, after they mentioned the Christmas Elf thing, I was like, he is kind of like the perfect Christmas Elf, right? I think he does fit the role. Yeah. 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 He yeah. has the spirit, that's for sure. He's going to get invited back on, like, the holiday episode. He's I think pre-planning. So. Like, yeah. Or if he doesn't get invited back to big on it, they're going to invite him back to, like, Work in the back in like a workshop or something. <laughs> what is he like, Paul's helper? Yeah. <laughs> He's the perfect helper. <laughs> He's making turkey and cranberry Christmas sausage rolls with also Brussels sprouts, which I'm like, I don't know about that, but <laughs> you gotta trust you gotta trust Josh in this. Mm. During judging they say they spot some gaps in his sausage rolls. Um and then gaps is a sign that they need to bake longer in the oven because it hasn't been filled out yet. Also, they say his sausage is a bit dry, but it does taste like Christmas. He got that down. Flavor is good. If it was a little bit more baked, it would have been good. It would have been perfect. So, 
Uh, Josh kind of missing the mic a little bit, but overall still pretty good. Was and, this a missed opportunity to incorporate reindeer meat? Yeah, I think they totally would have liked it more if he told them it was reindeer meat. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, up next is Maddie. Maddie's going rogue. He's making classic sausage rolls. <laughs> <laughs> what a risk taker that Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that yeah. guy is. That guy's just laying all the cards on the table, huh? Maybe he also did his homework and realized that this is one of Paul's favorite and said, I need to stay on or, course. Yeah, or Christy was like watching videos and then Maddie was like, what's that? <laughs> yeah, or it's just coincidence. Yeah. All right. Apparently, he is slightly tweaking the classic pork sage and onion sausage roll flavors by adding grated apple and a touch of chili. Mm. So it also has caramelized onion in it. That looked really good. He is yeah. using rough puff pastry, and it will be topped with poppy seeds, sea salt, and sage. It's a play on pork and apple with stuffing, and it does look amazing. I think his looked the best aesthetically when he presented them. Yeah, it I got to give it to Maddie here. Those things look delicious. Yeah, they looked really good. Prue did say she loved the shape of them. They're nice and round. Paul said a couple of things he really likes about them. One, the color. He's got a nice, strong bake underneath. You see the layers, lamination. That's a good sign. They look very nice, crisp. Nice bit of kick from the chili. And then we have an actual handshake. Let's go, Maddie. <clears throat> Ten points for Team Q. That's <laughs> uh, only five points. Five points. But still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every point helps at this yeah, point. No, good, good stuff, Maddie. Yeah. I mean... He hit the mark. He, he definitely hit the mark. It and looked then, good. I feel like Paul was itching to give out a handshake during this challenge because this is his favorite food. Mm -hmm. So he was just like ready to give it out to like whoever made the best one. Yeah. It was Maddie. Well, I mean, we still have Tasha. All right. But like Maddie made the best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Tasha, Tasha is making cider in the park sausage rolls with pork and apple, similar to Maddie. Remember, she's using an apricot sauce, and she's also having like a side of cider with it. Um, side of cider. Side of cider. You think it was spike cider? Not enough. Hard cider, as they call it. <laughs> Not enough spikes. Yeah. Uh, Paul tells her that she's talented enough to get into the final if she can, can perform, which is kind of interesting because like Paul didn't tell anyone else that this episode. He tells I, her that specifically. I mentioned this, I think, in one of the earlier episodes that we recorded. I feel like he is very supportive of her, where he doesn't question, like, put a lot of doubt he when he talks her. to her. Yeah. yeah, he trusts her. He doesn't put a lot of doubt, which we see often throughout, like, every season. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like the opposite of, like, her and Dan. Because everything Dan's making, Paul's like, I don't know about that, yeah. bro. Yeah, is it? Is yeah. it, Dan? Yeah. When it's Tasha, he's like, all right, no, you got it. You got this. Yeah. yeah. He actually tells her, like, you're talented enough to get into the final. Which well, is... I mean, Allison told her she won, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what? Writing on Tasha. Yeah. Uh, there's a part where she's baking when she says, no one wants a small sausage, which is like innuendo. Mm. Mm -hmm. During judging, they say that her sausage rolls look good. The lamination is beautiful. However, it looks a bit undercooked. The flavor is superb. The apricot is beautiful, but the bake is a little soggy. She needed about 10 more minutes, and it would have been perfect. Mm. And they're like, yeah, just pop them for like 10 more minutes into the oven, and we'll have them for lunch. Which <laughs> I'm like, they probably did that. I'm sure they did that. <laughs> it sounds like a great idea. Paul probably just ate Tasha's rolls the whole day. <laughs> oh, you know he did. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, 
Those are mine. Don't touch that guy. They're like, all nine of them, Paul? They're like, yeah. He's like, yeah. Those are mine. I got to go to Costco later. Yeah. <laughs> we get some comments from the bakers. Maddie says, that went well. I never thought about getting a handshake. That took me by surprise. Tasha says, happy with that. I fully expected worse. Dan says, bit of a mixed bag. Took some risks. Some pay off. Some don't. Prue liked them. And then we get into the technical. Let's. All right, up next is the technical. This week, set by Paul, he gives us some words of wisdom. You will all know this for sure. It's a very, very famous bake. So just read the recipe carefully and enjoy it. <laughs> Do you know what this is? No, I've never seen this. Okay. <laughs> but I did know what like, a there. rolled sponge is, which yeah. is basically it's a rolled sponge. Yeah. yeah. Well, our bakers are tasked to make a chocolate caterpillar cake. Apparently very famous over there, though. Yeah, they look cool. They did. To me, it looked like if you had a giant McRib and you combined it with the game Cootie, that's what they made. I think you made it more confusing for everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a good example. Let me explain more. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> Anyhow, the caterpillar should be made of chocolate Swiss roll sponge filled with chocolate meringue buttercream and then coated in a silky smooth ganache. It's a lot of chocolate. Yep. They will have two and a half hours. Noel says that they were going to give them three hours, but they didn't want their caterpillars to metamorphosize into butterflies, to which I thought that half hour would have been nice last week. Yeah. Yeah. So we learned that there's 16 steps on this in their little instructions. Yeah. But it, it seems like more manageable than last week. That's true. So some of the things to be concerned with, Paul said, over baking it by a minute, we'll make it bone dry. Um, they have to create these ridges similar to a McRib. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you tying it back in? <laughs> Explain how and where to cut the strips. It creates these little bumps along. It had like ridges in it, like a McRib. Okay. No? I get it. No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> At the top, they have to put a ganache. The decoration is where they can have a little bit of artistic flair. It looks like a caterpillar, right? Like yeah. it has legs, like cootie, antenna, like cootie. <laughs> no, some of our listeners not know know what cootie is. Anyhow, <laughs> all kids love it at a birthday party. All I mean, kids. That that part is true. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go over the bottom three. Okay. There's only five people, so uh, the bottom half. Okay. Kinda. I'll go over the top three. The top two? No. So we'll both overlap on... <laughs> <laughs> sure, we can do that. <laughs> we'll do it simultaneously. All right. Last place is Dan, unfortunately. They said Ooh. that his caterpillar cake was very messy. He also had a skinny caterpillar, and he didn't do the ridges right, unlike a McRib. <laughs> he he did not know what a McRib was. No. <laughs> He's never had a He's McRib. He's like, what? I could just walk into McDonald's and get it? They're like, no, it's seasonal. That's right. Nor did he... <laughs> <laughs> Nor did he ever play cootie. Right. He should have made a McRib roll. Okay. In the first round. Dan says that he made his caterpillar cake too small. Okay. The judges are like, yeah, too small. Um, there's too much buttercream. I think he was trying to like make up for the fact that there wasn't much cake in it by just loading on the buttercream, which they noticed. And they also said that the buttercream was overmixed. His sponge was overbaked. And he also cut his cake the wrong way. So uh, not looking great for Dan there. Mm. Uncharacteristically, in second to last place is Josh. 
Um, they said that this caterpillar was short on legs. There wasn't enough legs, Josh. They only had like six legs. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit messy, which is very uncharacteristic of Josh. And the sponge was dry and tough. And then in the middle, right in the middle, we have Maddie, third place. They said that this caterpillar had a very scary looking face. <laughs> which is true. Like, it was like smiling like very scarily. It had like a Jack Skellington smile. Where it looked like it was made out of stitches. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> could have just done like a like a like a U. Yeah. But he decided to make it look menacing. Yeah. Um, but over, I, I didn't have all any, kids. Yeah. All kids love this kick. <laughs> <laughs> they all dream about it, <laughs> even though they don't want to. <laughs> Um, his kick has no antenna, which they're like, that's not good, but everything else he did pretty well. There's a swirl on the inside when they cut into it. The buttercream is good. The chocolate's nice. Slightly overdone sponge, but overall pretty good for Maddie. That leaves our top two. And this week, second place went to Christy. Christy. Paul said that it seems slightly all over the place. Running out of time could have been a big problem. There are legs there, but no antenna. Yep. Antenna were <laughs> were a big thing here. No one really. They're really it. like noticing the antenna. Yeah, he said the Swiss meringue buttercream is delicious. The ganache is pretty good. Proof said the cake was good. They just didn't think it was particularly neat. Mm-hmm. So but that's the thing with Christy. I think that's like the whole season. Her flavors are good. It tastes good, but she's she doesn't have the finesse. So. Pretty rough judging, but still second place. So yeah. If, if that tells you how meaningless this challenge is, <laughs> <laughs> this part of the show did not matter. Yeah. It's kind of like the intermission of Bake Off. Right. All right. That leaves in first place Tasha. Yep. We talked about earlier, but Allison did kind of say that uh, she won <laughs> the whole no. show. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert, Allison. <laughs> So just on this factor alone, Tasha should have won because her caterpillar cake looked like Noel. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It had the little sideburns. It was great. <laughs> yeah. So during judging, Paul did say the legs are good, the antenna are there, and it got Noel's face on it. Prue says with his tongue sticking out, but it's not scary. <laughs> like Maddie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So overall, they thought it was pretty good. It's a kid's delight. That's a kid's birthday party. It's amazing, says Paul. Yeah, nothing like having Noel at your kid's birthday party. Oh, that would be... I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> we got yeah. a judges roundtable here. <clears throat> they say that Maddie's sausage rolls were great. He got a handshake. However, he got third in technical, so it'll be up to the showstopper for him to see if he's in the running for Starbaker. And they're like, Tasha won the technical, but using Noel's face. <laughs> so she's also contention for Starbaker. All the rest are in trouble, especially Dan and Christy. Maybe not Josh, but they say the rest are in trouble. I don't think they really meant that Josh is in trouble. You mean Christy who won the technical? They said Christy's in trouble. Or second got second in the technical? I know. (laughs) Apparently she's in trouble, and then Dan's in trouble Mm. because he got last in the technical. And they also didn't like his shoe my... I'm so well, it's because Paul didn't like it. Dan was sitting on the wrong side of the tent. I know. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, is this a Starbaker curse for Dan? Because he got Starbaker last week. I was like, he didn't do that bad. But I don't know. Maybe he did by getting last in technical. I think nobody, he talked, Dan talked about like, if you sit in the front, you can't see what everyone else is doing behind you. On the flip side, I don't think anyone was copying Dan. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Strategic placement. All right, let's do the showstopper. Let's. For the showstopper at party week, the bakers are tasked with making anything but beige buffet. <laughs> it's really, like, the concept is really interesting. It's basically a bunch of desserts for a savory and non-savory, like, baked things. Basically, they don't want it to look beige. Mm-hmm. Because apparently beige is like the opposite of a party. Yeah. Because a party, like the colors are supposed to be like really vibrant, colorful. Not the, beige. Unbeige. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no says, not beige, like my aunt's room, which is funny. <laughs> Noel's funny. <clears throat> they say they want a colorful display of savory and sweet party bakes. The, the bakers get four hours. Paul and Prue say they, they want a mixture of savory and sweets, at least 12 of each. It's like a catering job, they say. The bakers are expected to show off what they can do, but they need to do it within time. Our first baker is Christy. She's making a marvelous sweet factory buffet based on her favorite movie, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. She's making candy cane cheese twists, Swiss roll lollipops, lemon meringue cupcakes, and spiced beef patsies. Prue says that she loves her theme. However, they have like a little Paul and Prue's corner this episode <laughs> where they're like talking about the bakers while they're baking. Mm. They're like, yeah, I think she might overcomplicate or she might run out of time. But that seems to be a thing with Christy. During judging, they say that her uh, her buffet bakes do kind of look rough and ready, which is not good. They say every bake has kind of got its own flaws when they're looking at it. Overall, it looks very messy. When they taste it, they say that the food actually tastes okay. It's a bit overbaked, but everything tastes good. The flavors are on point. They say the patsies are the best and they taste delicious. However, visually, it falls short. So mm. kind of the same thing that we've gotten from Christy the last couple of episodes where everything tastes good, but the presentation is not there. Yeah. All right. Up next is Dan. He's making prehistoric party poopers buffet. And he's making six things. That's a lot. Which is a lot. Dan yes. B doing things. He does. He's making chicken curry dinosaur feet, lemon biscuit fossils, strawberry marshmallow ankylosaurs, dinosaur eggs with vanilla mousse, and cake pop stones. And a mystery sixth item that I couldn't quite figure out. I think it was the chocolate nest for the eggs. I went, mm. I went back to count and I was like, they're really only showing five things? And then they only really <laughs> judged judge like five. three okay. or four, four yeah. of the six, so... For the lemon biscuit fossils, Prue did say it was very nice biscuit. It is beige, though. Mm. So, hmm. Yeah. For the strawberry marshmallow ankylosaurus, Prue did say that the flavor is overwhelmingly chocolate. You hardly get the middle because the chocolate's quite thick. But for the dinosaur eggs with vanilla mousse, Prue said that this is an authentic egg. Very clever. You did six things, to which I tried to count again. <laughs> and couldn't get the six. <laughs> Paul did say, that's very good. And we didn't really hear about the cake pop stones or yeah. the mystery sixth item. I think Dan uh, kind of a comeback. It was pretty good. Yeah. 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 And next week, uh, Josh, the Christmas elf, he's making a surprise Christmas buffet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's making snowman macarons, shoe bun puddings, and corona reefs with cheese and pesto. Um, this is when no. Tells him he's an elf, <laughs> which is funny. 
And then he also say, says, like, um, he's making the Quran reese because he loves bread and uh, he wants to do well with bread. He's, he wants to impress Paul. And he says, he's followed Paul for a long time. And I was like, what do you mean follow him? Like, follow him online? <laughs> or, like, literally in your car? <laughs> He said yes. Yes. <laughs> During Paul and Prue's corner, Paul's like, "Yeah, I'm concerned about the Quran being bland in flavor because it's really hard to get flavor on that kind of thing." But we'll see. During judging, they say that his uh, bakes are neat as pin. Characteristically, that's where you like Josh to be neat. And the snowmen are perfectly piped, and those things looked amazing. They look very professionally baked. Piping game has been yeah, stepped up. Josh is kind of the opposite of Christy, where like presentation is really good. They, after they bite into the Quran reef, they say it's actually very delicious. Paul admits that it's soft and well-baked and has great flavor, which he's very impressed with. Overall, they say everything tastes good. And Paul's like, yeah, I would go back to those. And they say it's a triumph. So Josh doing really well in the showstopper. Mm-hmm. All right, up next is Maddie. Maddie is making a sports buffet. He will have cricket ball curry pie, chocolate orange cupcake golf course, lime curd macaroons, creme brulee donut basketballs. So very sporty. Yeah. Overall, Paul says that he likes the colors, that he managed to achieve a few different colors in there, so we cracked the beige. Bruce said that he th she thinks he achieved something quite clever, and he's got a different-looking finish on every one of them. When it came to the cricket ball curry pie, Paul said they look pretty good. They're pretty uniform. They're delicious, really nice. For the entire golf course made of cupcakes, <laughs> Paul said that it's a lovely flavor. It works quite well. There's a nice sharpness coming from the orange, and it's quite a moist sponge as well. For the lime curd macarons, Paul said they're a bit uneven, but it has a nice shine, nice flavor. Prue said that the curd is so delicious, really lovely. And when it came to the creme brulee donut basketballs, Prue said that there's very lovely shiny caramel. Paul said they taste of creme brulee, so he can have that. But the oil was too hot, so they are a bit raw inside. Mm. Prue said the flavors were good. So overall, Paul said that he was had things right for most of the things, and the textures were slightly off. Yep. Maddie did well. Yeah. That was a good Go! show. Touchdown! Maddie just shot a three-pointer from halfway across the court. What other sports analogies can we get to here? The yeah. Hole in one. <laughs> Strike. <laughs> Strike. Wait, in bowling? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, not baseball. Yeah. What else? Yeah, not baseball. Oh. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> what else can we do here? Um, aces. Anyway, right. our last speaker is Tasha. <laughs> Tasha's making a birthdays on the farm buffet. Which is a tribute to the farmyard party she had as a kid. That sounds very fun. Her bakes contain Viennese biscuits, milk, bread, pigs, and lamb shoe buns. She says she's doing bread because she won bread week. And uh, she's very proud of that. Prue and Paul note that Tasha is very ambitious. During judging, they said that her pigs look quite nice. They taste good and it's a good bread product. The Viennese biscuits are a little underbaked. Um... And then the lamb shoe buns are a bit underwhelming in flavor, they say. They, they say that her bakes do look beige, which is kind of like not good because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. not supposed to be beige. Yeah. But overall, everything kind of tastes good. So kind of a mixed judging here. Yeah. 
We get some comments from all the bakers after the showstopper ended. Josh says, amazing. I'm really chuffed. My favorite comment was Paul with the Corona, since Paul is a king of bread. Maddie says, this is the most positive I've ever felt after a showstopper. Yeah, good stuff, Maddie. Go. <laughs> okay, I won't, do, I won't do all that again. Tasha says, if I hadn't come first in the technical, I would be really anxious right now. But Tasha, the technical doesn't matter. <laughs> Chrissy says, I'm pleased. They like the flavors. I will focus on that. And Dem says, I think I'm somewhere between third and fifth place. Could be any of the three of us. So, Dan, I think he's spot on. He's mm. somewhere between three and five. <laughs> Definitely not one and two. During the judges' roundtable, they said that Josh did really well. His showstopper was delicious. Maddie's also in line for Starbaker. He got the handshake, and then he also did well in the showstopper. They said that Dan did too much. He did everything, but it wasn't focused. So Dan's in trouble. They said that Christy was not polished, and Christy could go. I think Tasha was somewhere in the middle. So we have Josh and Maddie fighting each other for Starbaker, and Christy and Dan in trouble, with Tasha just safe in the middle. Okay? Then we get into results. So Starbaker, and they say it was really close this time. It's Maddie. Good job, Maddie. Second star baker. Yeah, man. He's he's this is a great time to get star baker going into the semifinal. Mm. Unless it's Curse of Star Baker, then it's not a great time to get Star Baker. <laughs> but I think Maddie's gonna Maddie's on a good track here. And sadly someone has to go and unfortunately this time it's Christy. Even though she got second in the technical. Technical mm-hmm. doesn't matter. <laughs> Chrissy says, it's, such, it's been such a crazy, fast-paced experience, so now I can sit back and reflect on what an amazing time I had. I'm really proud to have gotten this far. Good job, Christy. Mm-hmm. She seems like a really like improved baker from the beginning of the season. Yep. And she's had some triumphs, and like she also has like four kids, and it looks like she has a lot to do after they go to bed at night, which like, I can sympathize with. <laughs> so, Christy, we're going to miss you. You did a great job, and hats off to you. Mm-hmm. Maddie says, I wasn't expecting that. I had a pretty perfect week. The handshake, Star Baker, go. (laughs) (laughs) Paul says that Maddie just pipped Josh to take Star Baker. How many times have like Josh just lost Star Baker by like a little bit? You know, that's happened so many times. Well, he's got second place. Yeah. He almost got Star Baker. But I feel like, I mean, at the end, it's going to, he's going to get paid back in full. I think he's going to win the whole show. Oh, you do? Josh, yeah. You know, okay, well, I mean, I still think it's Christy. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, they said that Maddie just edged out Josh. So uh, there's a sweet moment when Maddie calls his fiance, Laura, to tell her about Starbaker. She's really happy. It did not go to voicemail. It didn't go to voicemail this time. (laughs) She she was waiting there this time. Uh, Tasha celebrates going to the semifinals. Dan says Paul told him that he was lucky. He was like, I'll take that. I'll take lucky. And that is the end of the episode. Next week is the semifinal. Only two episodes left. Patisserie. Patisserie. My favorite week. And I think the most tense week. Oh. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's get into our segments. Let's. I always ask this every week. Favorite bake. Okay. (laughs) You know, even though they didn't like it, I want to try Dan's chew my um, sausage roll. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
My favorite bake. If I had to try something, it would be Maddie's. Oh, the sausage roll? Hot pocket. (laughs) But but my favorite bake was Tasha's caterpillar. (laughs) Like, I would want that for my birthday with Noel there. Kind of weirdly, I would want Maddie's to scare kids. (laughs) Like, that would be funny. If I had Maddie's caterpillar cake and it was just like nightmare feel. (laughs) Uh, Funniest moment. For me, there was a random squirrel in a freezer. Stuffed squirrel. <laughs> Not actual squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but I just thought that that was really odd. Yeah. I don't think I ever pick anything funny, <laughs> even though we call it funniest moment. You have dark humor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'll go with the obviously funny thing, which is uh, Tasha making no space on her technical. Okay. That, uh, that was my funny. second. <laughs> yeah. That was As opposed close, to dark humor, that's regular humor. That was a close second, like like Josh close second. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> that's how close it was. So close. All right. Uh, this uh, fantasy uh, update. Fantasy update. Well, you did score some points this week because not only did you have Star Baker, but you also had a handshake. Thank so you, you earned 20 points this week. I earned 10 points this week. That brings... Team Q's total up to 202. I passed the 200 mark. Team M's total is 242. Not looking great for me, though. So still a (laughs) 40-point difference, but two weeks to go. Anything can happen. Yeah, and usually Paul's like very handshake-y in these last two episodes. And if there's anything that I can say is that in the preview, it looked like my two bakers were not doing well. So We're 2-2, you know that. Our teams are 2-2. Yeah. You have Maddie and Josh, and I have Dan and Tosh. Uh, it's kind of lucky that, like, we're even on teams because, like, it could easily, one of us could have gotten, like, zero bakers left, and the other person could have gotten, like, four. I mean, if the technical counted, I probably would be up. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Prediction time. I do want to note that I have predicted them correctly for the past two weeks no i think that's me i correctly did them but in reverse order okay (laughs) so next week i now know how to curse your bakers though (laughs) (laughs) dan and and tasha are going home and both josh and maddie are winning star baker (laughs) and that is how it will go next week wow two people going home two people winning star Baker. all right you pick go ahead who's star baker so the first person to make it into the finale is going to be Tasha. Wait, is that a... your star baker? Yeah, for next week. Oh, you're trying to you're trying to curse my no, baker. No, I think she really she I think she's she's a lock for the finale. Okay, well, because I cannot choose Maddie, I'm saying Josh will win Star Bakers. Wait, and then who do I think is going home next week? <laughs> yeah, who do you think is going home? Oh, that's home? so hard. Man, I don't know. Dan. Dan? Yeah, maybe Dan's going home next week. I, I cannot put... I don't want to jinx Tasha in any way possible. I really feel like she's going to make it anyway. I guess that leaves me with no choice but to go with... Maddie? Yeah, but I don't want him to win again either. Because <laughs> if I pick him to go home, that means <laughs> he's going to win. But without that, like, juju, <laughs> like, who do you really think is going home next week? I think it's... I think it could be Dan or Tasha, honestly, based on the I don't the think preview. Tasha can go home. 
I don't know. They both look like they're struggling. Although it could have been preview was could, always misleading. Could be though. weird editing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I'm gonna go with Maddie. Although I just cannot see them sending home fan favorite Maddie. This. I know. But could be Curse of Starbaker. <clears throat> it could be anybody. All right. That is our episode. Two episodes left. It's getting down to the wire. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. Please, uh, um, rate the or what do we say? Leave a review. Leave a review <laughs> if you like the show. Um, our Instagram is at Quick Mix Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. Thanks for Bye-bye. listening. Bye.